wokeism, education, and the sexual revolution coming up next on One Nation. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. You know, I have to admit, I really miss the phenomenal Freedom Project Media Studio back in Wisconsin. Here I am in Arizona in an undisclosed underground bunker so you could hear the real story about what's happening in America today by the radical leftists uh, at our doorstep. Now, I am in Arizona. One of the reasons I'm here in Arizona, besides enjoying the sun, is we're doing a series for the jakejacobshow.com called American Crisis at the Border. I'll be interviewing Arizona ranchers, Arizona sheriffs, Arizona citizens who are very concerned about what's happening on our southern border in the state of Arizona. But that's not the primary thing I want to talk about today. I'm really concerned about another crisis in America. I call it American crisis in the classroom. American crisis in the classroom. So here as I'm sitting in the great state of Arizona, go Sun Devils, I'm an ASU grad, um, and very sad that Kerry Lake lost to uh, Katie Hobbs. The new governor of Arizona is a hardcore leftist wokocrat by the name of Katie Hobbs. And she's influenced by the radical socialist unions in the state of Arizona. Red for Ed. These guys are truly, truly about big government wokeism, and they have profoundly influenced her. In fact, the unions have gone woke in a thousand different ways, in many ways. And their ideological order actually shows that. I have a pic here showing this. Don't be fooled. American teachers unions are all in on woke ideologies, including critical race theory. And here's, here's, here's what they don't like about us. I fought those unions in Wisconsin, the corrupt unions in Wisconsin, defending Governor Walker. As a public school teacher, I could see the manipulation by these leftist union crats. I call them mobocrats for my book, Mobocracy. And I understand the nefarious nature of the teachers unions in Wisconsin. I worked in Arizona for many, many years back in the 70s and 80s, and this was a right to work state. And I soon learned of their corruption and they're taking my money against my will for their leftist ideological worldview. And this is what's happened with the unions. We saw that happening during the whole China virus situation where the unions were manipulating uh, the democratic powers that be to be able to keep schools closed. And one of the blessings is many parents became aware of the wokeness that was happening in our country. Now, Katie Hobbs, it's not a coincidence that the, gov the present governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, is against school choice. She's profoundly says, will Katie Hobbs take down Arizona's expanded school choice program? They have a phenomenal school choice program in this state where they use Arizona taxpayers' monies to be able to send their kids to various private schools, uh, charter schools throughout the state of Arizona. But the leftists, the unioncrats, the Democrats, the wokocrats, they hate competition. They hate the idea that the children of Arizona are not going to be brainwashed and indoctrinated with their leftism. 
And so therefore, they're fighting to the best of their ability, the Republican-controlled Senate and House here in the state of Arizona. They're in control by a narrow margin, but they're trying to uh, pass that more of the monies can be used for independent schools, private schools, vouchers in the state of Arizona. But the Democrats, the wokocrats, hate that. Now, um, it's really interesting because in relationship to this all wokeism and the radicalness of the unions is the explosion of the transgender movement in Arizona and across America. And we have Joe Biden who feeds the flames of this madness, of this anything goesism. We have a short little clip here that I want you to see where he's talking to, to, to uh, uh, the rock star of the transgender movement, Dylan Mulvaney. Here goes. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Uh, thank you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need, and that decision is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Yeah, you know, this is interesting. These leftists, these wokocrats always talk about how it's wrong to legislate morality. That's, that's a bunch of balderdash, claptrap, poppycock. Legislation by its very nature is moral. The question is, whose morals? The morals of the left anything goesism, wokocrats, or the morals of the foundation of our republic under God, the Judeo-Christian worldview? What did the prophet Isaiah say? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And there is Joe Biden saying that we're the immoral people because we have a problem with boys who are pretending to be girls and who think they have a right to deny the rights of women in the United States of America. But I'll tell you what, I'll be back in a moment for the rest of that story. Well, here we are, people. And I got to tell you what, to understand what's been happening with this radical leftism, wokeism, anything goesism, we need to have a little history lesson. I taught American history. First time I ever stepped into a classroom was 1977 in Tucson, Arizona. I was a student at Arizona State University, and I got my chance at Marcos Deniza High School to actually teach. It was, it was very exciting for me, and think of it, I'm so old, you're thinking I look like Indiana Jones. I know what you're thinking, yeah, but I'm so old that my education teaching experience has crossed six different decades. Let me get that right, 70s, 80s, 90s the O's, the tens, and then the 20, yep, six different decades. Yeah. And here I am still ticking, taking a licking, keeps on ticking. But now let's go back in history. About a hundred plus years ago, there was a famous or infamous Marxist, Italian Marxist, by the name of Antonio Gramsci. Listen to the words of Antonio Gramsci. Any country grounded in Judeo-Christian values cannot be overthrown until those roots are cut. 
Socialism is precisely the religion that must overwhelm Christianity. In the new order, socialism will triumph by first capturing the culture via infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of society. Now, Gramsci died in 37, but his writings survive and he influenced many other cultural Marxists, neo-Marxists, and their ultimate goal was the de-Christianizing of the West. The civilized world has been thoroughly saturated for Christianity for 2,000 years, Gramsci said, and the way to destroy it is through what he called the long march through the institutions, the church, the culture, the curricula. The classrooms, I think by now you can tell I love alliteration, but it's true, the four C's. And he knew it would take time. He said, you know, you're not going to destroy Western civilization, Christian civilization, uh, the American Republic under God through the barrel of a gun. You're going to do it through infiltration, indoctrination, brainwashing, the culture, the classrooms, and the curricula. That's why right now we see this pernicious, poisonous educational philosophy manifested in what back in the day we called political correctness, uh, cultural Marxism, uh, neo-Marxism, uh, socialism, education socialism, Black Lives Matter Marxism, critical theory, which was amalgamated through uh, Derek Bell, the mentor of, uh, of Barack Obama at Harvard Law School, and Kimberly Crenshaw's intersectionality it was introduced in the summer of 1989 in Madison, Wisconsin. But this critical race theory, which is in essence critical racist theory, which in essence indicts all millions and millions of Americans who happen to have a lighter pigmentation or melanin than other Americans. You know, the, the BIPAC, the so-called BIPOC, the black indigenous people of color. And so therefore, we have these educational philosophies that have now captured the hearts and the minds of not only our teachers, but our students. And that's why that was a blessing in disguise during the whole China virus situation, because a lot of parents were at home with their kids when their kids were online, like with Skype or Zoom or other forms of education. I was involved in that when I was teaching at a Catholic uh, private Catholic school during the, the, the COVID China virus situation. And so parents were watching what was being taught and they realized they became awakened to the mad wokeness within the educational paradigm and processes that was going on. And so the Democrats, the Wokocrats, began to recognize, wait a minute here. We have to make it look like they're trying to deny the teaching of bad and ugly in American schools because they're a bunch of white supremacists. And even if they're black or Latino conservatives or Christians, we still got to call them white supremacists. And they've been lying. They've been lying all along because we, I've been teaching since that first day in Tempe, Arizona, many, many years ago, the good, the bad, the glorious of the United States of America, slavery, Jim Crow, KKK, all that stuff. So they're, they're lying about the fact that we only want to teach the good and whitewash the bad and the ugly. That is a lie from Nancy Pelosi, J Chuck Schumer, uh, Joe Biden from the Black Lives Matter Marxists, from the 1619 Project. They are lying about that. Now, back to the history. After Gramsci, about 100, 104 years ago, was a Hungarian Marxist by the name of Gregory Lukács. 
And what he wanted in Hungarian society was, you could say, paleo-wokeism. The early, it, it was a form of anything goesism, a sexual revolution in the schools of Hungary. And in 1919, the Hungarian Christian traditionalist classic liberals rose up and they kicked the Marxists out of Hungary, out of Budapest. Well, those Hungarian Marxists, like Lukács, they went to Frankfurt, Germany, and they hung around with a bunch of Frankfurt Marxists by the name of Max Horheimer, Theodor Adorno, Herbert Marcuse, and many others. Now, these these Frankfurt Marxists, they rejected Judaism. They rejected Christianity. They rejected the morals, the sexual mores, the, the biblical sexual worldview of Adam and Eve, men and women, the sacredness of marriage, the beauty of the nuclear family, etc. They rejected it, and they began to teach anything goesism. Now, because this is a short, uh, a short show, um, we don't have time to get more teal, d detail on it. In my book, Mobocracy, the Cultural and Political War to Destroy Our Republic Under God, I go into detail on that. But here's the point. These Marxists, these Frankfurt School Marxists, cultural Marxists, neo-Marxists, Freudian Marxists, whatever you want to call them, woke Marxists, they were laying the foundation for wokeism of today through what they called repressive tolerance. We will tolerate all ideas except those ideas we disagree with. And those ideas we will destroy. Those ideas we will not tolerate. Those ideas we do not want to be heard on college campuses, in our high schools, in our middle schools, in our elementary schools. This is a profoundly intolerant brainwashing indoctrination movement. That, is, that, wants the, that wants the hearts and minds of our children. So, after uh, Gramsci was a man by the name of Herbert Marcuse. Herbert Marcuse wrote a book called Eros and Civilization. He's from the fame, he had the fame, quote, um, uh, make love, not war. Marcuse was like a rock star on college campuses. He was adored by college kids. I remember when I lived in San Diego in the late 70s, he uh, was professor emeritus at University of California, San Diego. And oh my God, you would have thought he was the, the atheist Marxist messiah out in San Diego at the time. But this man had a profound influence with the long, with the, the long march in the institutions the Gramscian uh, understanding of that. And he influenced many of the teachers in America. He taught at Brandeis. He taught Angela Davis, the Marxist, at University of California, Santa Cruz. And he influenced many teachers, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn of the Weather Underground. He influenced teachers at Madison, at Berkeley, at Columbia, at Brandeis, et cetera, et cetera. And then the teachers that he influenced influenced other teachers who influenced other teachers who are now the wokocrats on TikTok, uh, you know, pushing and grooming all this bizarre sexual revolution stuff. There was another guy, another radical guy that was a Marxist by the name of Wilhelm Reich. Wilhelm Reich. He was the one who coined the term sexual revolution. And, and he, this guy, he, he was a sexual pervert himself. Seriously, he was fixated with sex and all. And he, he hated this, this, what he called the oppressive, restraining Judeo-Christian worldview of monogamy, faithfulness within marriage. Uh, it's just one man with one woman, the sacredness of marriage, etc. And he, in essence, in his sexual revolution said, anything goes.
That's what wokeism is. Wokeism is anything goes. Whatever you feel determines reality and truth, which you and I both know is a lie. By the way, this Wilhelm Reich also wrote the book in 1933, The Mass Psychology of Fascism. So this idea, uh, this this new idea that we think it's fashionable for the Democrats and the wokocrats and the leftists to call you and I a fascist because we're pro-life and we believe in Christianity, we believe in traditional values, classic liberalism, classic republicanism, limited government, our constitution, etc. They call us fascists for believing in those things. This goes back well over 100 years in time. Wilhelm Reich said that anybody who disagrees with our viewpoints are fascists. Now, after Wilhelm Reich, going to the time period when I was in high school and junior high school, there was a woman by the name of Kate Millett. Kate Millett, who lived an incredibly wild, promiscuous lifestyle, and her PhD dissertation was about politics and sex. And here it is on the cover of Time magazine from 1970, where more and more and more this sexual revolution was being normalized in American cultural institutions, educational institutions. Now, let's fast forward to today. Just the other day, I came out from this underground bunker in an undisclosed place, otherwise known as Tucson Library. And I went to the Catalina Foothills High School, Catalina Foothill High, Foothills High School, the beautiful Catalina Mountains where you got Mount Lemon, because I had heard that at the Catalina Foothills, young ladies, young women were being discriminated against because they were uncomfortable because Boys who were pretending to be girls demanded that they were, should be able to use the locker room. I think we have a headline showing that. Yeah, exclusive. High school's policy tells girls to leave their locker room if uncomfortable with trans students. Now, this is absolutely amazing, people. I can remember for years and years teaching women's rights and the advancement of women, their God-given rights, and Susan B. Anthony, and, and, and all the things related to women's right to vote and women having legal rights, et cetera, et cetera. And then in teaching in the 70s and 80s, unfolding and sharing about the women's revolution, not hyperfeminism. I'm talking legitimate women's rights. And now we've got these movers and shakers within the transgender movement, like Dylan Mulvaney and others, and Joe Biden, and all these wokocrats, who in essence say, to hell with women's rights. We don't care about the girls' rights to decency, to privacy. We don't care about that. What we care about is the advancement of our sexual revolution, of our wokeism, anything goesism. That's where we're at today in the United States of America. That Catalina Foothills High School is a micro example of the macro war, ideological war, sexual revolution war on what's happening in the United States of America. And we must take action. We must fight this. Now, a number of parents, and I've been meeting them. I was able to meet uh, the first uh, Mexican-American congressman in Arizona. His name is Juan Siscomani, a Republican from the 6th District in Southeast Arizona. 
brilliant man, family man, gets it like you and I do, loves the Judeo-Christian worldviews and values, and says more and more Arizona parents are becoming aware, awakened to the woke madness. And here they are, upset because the present Democratic woke governor is trying to stop vouchers from happening in the state of Arizona. Here goes. The Empowerment Scholarship Account Program gives every Arizona parent the option of taking taxpayer dollars allocated to K-12 public schools and using that money to pay for their kids' private school tuition or homeschool and other educational supplies. The scholarship is worth about $7,000 per child. Governor Hobbs says the ESA program takes money away from public schools that are already underfunded. The previous legislature did nothing to cover these funds because the money's not actually following the child. It's going to students who weren't already choosing public schools. There's no money for them. Republican lawmakers were candid about their opposition during the first budget hearings. I'm not happy at all. Nearly 40,000 Arizona students currently participate in the ESA program. The parents of these high school age brothers use that scholarship money to buy them a laptop and books. Us being able to access our own tax dollars that we're paying into the system that would typically go to pay for our seat in a public school. Basically what that's doing is taking that money if we're not doing public school and, and funding whatever education we need. I hope Governor Hobbs is ready to get with the ESA program and support education for all. Because we parents, we do, and we are not backing down. There's just no money for the scholarship program, and I think Governor Hobbs' budget makes that very clear that our public school students, all one million of them, have to be prioritized. That's in our Constitution. Now, what you just heard there was the lies of the Hobbs administration, of the Democrats, of the Uniancrats, of the Wokocrats. The money is there. They just don't want that money to go to the taxpayers of Arizona so they can use that money for vouchers, for uh, uh, charter schools, independent schools, private schools, where they're still teaching traditional Judeo-Christian values, where they're still teaching decency and honor, that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl, where that you should have the privacy rights as a woman, as a young lady in high schools in Arizona, in middle schools in Arizona, and across America, by the way, that you should be protected from these, these perverted wokocrats, these Dylan Mulvaney's, the rock stars of the transgender movement, who are expressing the sexual revolution in, in, in profound, ugly ways across America. So here's the bottom line, my fellow Americans, seriously. You can call it what you want, cultural Marxism, neo-Marxism, socialism, social engineering, you know, political correctness, wokeism. I call it anything goesism. It's all about control. State and federal government control of education, indoctrination and brainwashing of our children, of your children. They want control of our children. And it's up to us to be bold and take action and make sure that this great republic, this Arizona republic, and the republic under God of the United States of America survives. It was built on the Judeo-Christian worldview. So it's up to us to take action.
We are not sunshine patriots. We are Americans who understand the nefarious nature of what's happening in this country. So let's fight this government gone wild, gone mad with power. And like I said, be bold, take action, and until we meet again, God bless you, Godspeed, and happy trails to you. Thank you.